Welcome everyone to the Fresh Off The Screen podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Aman Daman, also known as Aman. And on the other end, we have the one that can reach Mount Doom in just nine days, Harvey. What's up, Harvey? <laughs> nine days? You know how? I'm going to get those giant eagles that they should have done in the first place. I know, that was a big plot hole. I think I, I think everyone knows that was a big plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> that would have saved oh them a lot God. of time. How did yeah, Gano not think of this? No, but the way I think about it in my brain is that probably the eagles can't fly that far. But they could I have mean, done like they could have done shifts. They they could have got their family, you know, five eagles at a time, handoffs. They they could have definitely done something. I mean, if you have that available and you were able to get there at some point, either way, like come on, you could have used those eagles. There's no excuse for but that. Apparently, the eagles are only available when Gandalf himself is in trouble. Of course. See, like, Ooh, maybe plot that's plot a plot hole. Maybe that's yeah, what it is. Oh yeah, sure. Okay, that's that's a big plot hole. I feel like we gotta get Tolkien's <laughs> no, estate see, on this. No, no, no. So, see, in in the Hobbit, they came to save him and Bilbo and everybody, right? When they were stuck with the 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 big orc dude. Um, so the yeah. eagles came, and then the eagles came uh, to save uh, Gandalf when he was stuck at the top of Sa- uh, Saruman's tower in Isengard. Yeah, okay. So I, I mean, still, like, come on, uh, you, you're telling me he couldn't call them for like ten seconds. He's like, "Yo, bro, I'm not, I'm not in a need or anything like that right now." But we've got these two hobbits that you know need to get to this <laughs> Mount Doom. Like, just help them oh, out, actually, you know? no, I just disproved my own theory because Gandalf got the eagles at the end to pick up uh, Frodo and Sam from Mount Doom. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'm telling you, the big plot hole, whatever, it's okay. We'll, we'll forgive him. We'll forgive it. <laughs> it's been too long. <laughs> so, this is your weekly that. podcast where two siblings get together to talk about all things relating to film, television, sometimes music, and a sprinkle of video games. If you want to support this show, please follow, subscribe, comment, rate, and all that social media mumbo jumbo. We also have our social media channels in the description below. So yeah, I'll throw it, I'll throw it towards you because I know you've been kind of watching a, a bunch of stuff. So we can kind of, we can start with that. Well, I'll go with my most recent one because this was such a good uh, watch, actually. Um, I watched this movie last night, just last night, called Top End Wedding. Uh-huh. And I'm not like you know I'm not a rom com I'm not I'm not a fan of rom com Give me like Lord of the Rings type any day Give me sci fi but yeah um I've been wanting to watch this movie because one it was based in Australia um two it was like based off like a part of Australia that not many of us like know about or not many of us travel to um uh-huh. so like the entire story is about this couple. Um, where, you know, the girl is, is from Darwin, which is the Northern part. And then above Darwin, there's this place called TV islands. And that's where her mom's from. So it's about her going back home to see her mom as she's getting married to learn more about the family and sort of like drawing the whole thing. But it's so amazingly well done. I mean, if you if you were to ask somebody, nobody would imagine that Australia has such a vibrant culture, and and you know, especially in this sort of an environment right now we are in, it's such a good movie to have representation from. I mean, the oldest inhabitants of Australia, as it were, you know. Um, yeah, it's such a nicely done movie. It's so respectful to the local culture, but it's so nice to see. 
um, see them sort of draw into that and go, what, you know, what happens here? Give tell us here. What's tell us the background? It's it's yeah. I I was so impressed, and it was it was generally funny as well in so many parts. Yeah, I mean it's obviously unfortunate that most people's references when it comes to Australia is, is Crocodile Dundee. So I, I'm yeah. sure oh. something like this will be more representative of, of of what Australia is all about and what that culture is all about. Because like you're saying, it's a pretty vibrant culture that not many people know about, and no. not enough movies. I guess other than that, that movie Australia, the one with Hugh Jackman, which I, um, never I remember saw, that one. <laughs> I just remember that one getting like really good reviews. I never watched it either because I don't know. I just I, I wasn't sure what it was about, and I think I was just yeah. watching something else at that time. But I just remember reading that apparently it did a it did a pretty good job overall. I think it was uh, it wasn't it a Baz Luhrmann movie as well. What what else did he make? Uh, well, Baz Luhrmann did The Great Gatsby, didn't he? Oh yeah, and then he yeah, did yeah. something else. And Milan Rouge, yeah. right? What did he? Oh, maybe. I think he might have. I mean, look, he does I like all these like, kinds of movies. I was not a fan of The Great Gatsby. Um, it's just a weird, sad little story. And and, oh, and I, I, right, I, like, I don't know. I just I liked it. It was. I mean, I liked the overall because I, I guess I've never read the book, so for me that was like my first experience with Great Gatsby. Yeah, but come on, like such a sad, sad book. I know it is always. Um, I mean, even the ending, everything's sad about that. I mean, but also like when you look at this stuff, like, and and you're right, like I, that's that's not a very good representation of what Australia is. Crocodile Dundee is not what Australia is. Neither is you know like Hugh Jackman in Australia. It's this. It's it's the little communities in Darwin or in little communities uh, around Australia that not do not get as much uh, screen time or as much notice as they probably should. Yeah, and it's just so I I was. Um, it's got it's got yeah like it's you you wouldn't you wouldn't recognize anybody in it because they're mostly uh-huh. local either other local Australian actors or they've got a few British actors but that is it. Um, okay. well, and it cool. was it was it was all filmed here in Australia. It was it was impressive. Um, it's on. Let me check this out. Netflix. Sorry. Oh, okay. I, I haven't seen this on mine. I, I Since it is like an Australian thing, I, I doubt it will pop up on mine, but I'm sure I would, it might be somewhere. I would search for it. I would search for it. Maybe it doesn't pop up on your thing. But yeah. um, because I don't see how how else Australian uh, productions are going to are gonna put it out there anyways, right? Yeah. Um, I think Netflix is probably the most global one. Or may, it might be in your Amazon Prime. I don't know. I was very surprised exactly, yeah. that it didn't show up on Stan. Because Stan okay, is, well. has usually a lot of exclusive Australian and British content. I was very surprised. I mean, but, hey, they must have struck a pretty works. good deal to be... Uh, to kind yeah. of get it on Netflix, it was, at least in Australia. It was in, the top, it was in the top 10 movies as of last night. Uh, top oh, can you see that's why? Whatever okay. that top 10 list. Mm. Um, whatever that is. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I was very excited to watch this one. I never got a chance to see it in the theater, so I was so happy to see it here. And it was absolutely worth it. It's the few rom-coms I won't mind, ever. Okay. I mean, I, I, I like rom-coms. I think I watched one that was on Netflix called uh, Desperados just yesterday or, Ooh, or the day before. how is it? I mean, it's pretty funny. It's like, I mean, because I, I don't mind rom-coms, you know, as long as it's more on the comedy side, um, yeah. I don't mind them at all. And like, you know, Adam Sandler's done some rom-coms, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Reynolds, stuff like that. So I feel like it's like a, it's it, these kind of movies are just good in general to just kind of have on the background or if you just don't, don't want to yeah. pay attention too much and you just want something funny, 
he's gonna put it on it's not gonna be like oh yeah movie of the year anything like that but it will still give <laughs> you it will still be a good time i look i watched the trailer of desperados and i just went um no yeah i, I mean i said the same thing and I, I was like, you know what? I'm bored. My, I, I don't have anything else to watch right now. So I'm just going to put this on. And then I was surprised. I, um, yeah, I saw the trailer and I just kind of went like, okay, I look, let's, let, so what I don't like, I don't like physical comedy. I don't like, oh, okay. um, I don't like, you know, when somebody does something, which is so embarrassing. Uh, I just, I can't, I can't deal with that. Like I started watching Eurovision. Oh, yeah, of why course. did I start watching Eurovision? Yo, that thing was funny, man. That thing was so funny. No, I, I as I said, <laughs> I started watching it. I'm not even maybe an hour into it. The only yeah. reason that'll probably keep me going is Dan Stevens. Yeah, he was pretty reason. funny in it. He's pretty funny in what it. What the what the fuck? How did they get him yeah. to do that? I mean, it's it's like, a movie this with This is Will a Ferrell. method actor. This is a method actor. He did Legion. He did. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. He did what Downton Abbey. Like, how do they get this guy to do this? I mean, it's Will Ferrell. I mean, they got Rachel McAdams in there too. I mean, it's Will Ferrell. You know, so usually Will Ferrell movies do do pretty well, yeah. and they are like, you know, they're they're there's a big crowd for it. Oh no, I get I get that. Like, I I I know I I couldn't watch it like on the TV because I wouldn't I I would be I I don't want to focus on it that much. So I've been watching it in chunks as I cook. Because then okay, I yeah. can only partially focus on it. Like, I, look, uh, the music and stuff, the way they've done it, uh, I'm assuming those are original songs or somebody's written for them. Um, I believe like, so. That's that's really good. Like, the music they did was really good. Like, that sing-along bit was amazing. Yeah. I, I think a lot, they got a lot of, like, um, kind of critical acclaim or applause for, for how they kind of represented Eurovision. Because overall... They kind of show Eurovision as like this big thing, which it is. And, you know, kind of Eurovision is never, it is big, especially around there. But for a lot of people in North America or in Asia, not many people know about Eurovision. So that way it was actually a movie that put a big spotlight over Eurovision, which was a good thing. And people are pretty, pretty happy about that. You know, the big thing that happens in Australia every time there's Eurovision. Why is Australia invited? (laughs) Oh, wait, is Australia invited? Yeah, Australia gets invited. What is it? Yeah, what the hell? How? Why does India get invited? I don't know. I don't know. What, I just no. How England do they? Get, yeah. Does, do they? Get, yeah, they do. Okay, because that's always weird. Like I feel like Australia gets invited to the randomest things. Like I, I remember, <laughs> like it's like there's like a, a what do you call like an Asian cup or something like that happening, and then you just see Australia there. I mean, like, I get it. You know, Australia is like its own continent on the side. Yeah. And it's kind of like doesn't have anyone else there, but. Like, like, come on, it's man. Like, <laughs> it's like you're sitting by yourself in the lunchroom, right? And yeah. then you've got all these people that are like, come be our friend. Come be our friend. That's what it is. Yeah, um, basically, I mean, <laughs> uh, technically, Australia's like, hey, yo, UK's invited. England's invited. How about us? We should be yeah. there, too. I'm surprised Canada doesn't come in there, too. Right. That's what I'm surprised. Like, even if they were to do Commonwealth, why don't they invite Canada? Exactly. Or maybe, they, or maybe they're going, Canada's too close to the US. Screw it. Yeah, and then they go like, okay, this is just full on America. It'll be a whole yeah. separate thing. Um, but one thing that was curious, like, look, I, as I said, like, I mean, Dan Stevens is great. Will Farrell, Rachel McAdams. I'm not a big fan of her, uh, but she's okay. Um, <laughs> but first of all, did anybody know Will Farrell could sing? 
Was that his actual singing voice or no? I don't know. Actually, I, I meant to look that up and I forgot to look it up. I think, um, I mean, I'm sure like he can sing like a little bit, but I, I, I yeah. definitely doubt that that was actually him singing. The, like singing I know, all that. I know Dan Stevens can sing because he sang in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. So that could be his uh, voice, but like, yeah. yeah but that's like a definitely... massive. Like yeah, his no, voice is no like way. that opera voice. I don't think that's even, I, I don't know, but, uh, but one thing that struck me and look, I don't want to, I don't want to be thinking too much into it. But um, isn't it a little bit cultural appropriation to get, you know, actors like Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams, Pierce Brosnan doing Icelandic accents? Well, yeah, I mean, I think I think obviously like that will always be an issue. But I was I think like all the other actors that they got um, to represent Iceland were like actually like Icelandic or. Um, oh, OK. I, I'm a, I, I believe so. Obviously, I haven't like researched it because the actor that's um, the, the suit, basically the corporate guy yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of trying to push uh, the, these like Icelandic uh, uh, singers and stuff into the into the competition uh, he was in Sex Education uh, which I really like this other show oh. and I think even in that as well he mentioned that he's from Iceland so I'm assuming that he's actually from Iceland which is really cool when it comes to like Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams it's more about it's. I think it's honestly Will Ferrell kind of pushing this idea that we can do something with this right Obviously, Will Ferrell can be like, I'll produce it, but let's get like Icelandic like actors and stuff. But then it will not have the same kind of uh, popularity that it does right now, as you saw within top 10 and stuff, right? Because yeah. if you attack Will Ferrell and you attack and you can, you automatically know, oh, it's going to be a Will mm-hmm. Fer- Ferrell comedy. A lot of my friends who like Will Ferrell, they're like, yeah, I'm going to watch this comedy. And then through that, you're like, oh, this is really cool. This is like, even though it was them kind of doing that in no way I was like I was kind of waiting for it but I in no way did I at least in my case obviously if someone's listening from Iceland somehow you know like I I don't even know if you have uh, anyone uh, in Iceland that listens to this podcast but if you are like let us know <laughs> if you felt that it was uh, kind of disrespectful on their part because at no point did it feel like they were being disrespectful to the culture obviously there was one part where yeah. Richard McAdams is like I'm gonna go pray to the elves and I'm like I don't know if that's actually a thing or not yeah I mean um... could be <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I, I, it kind of felt weird, but it didn't feel weird if that makes any sense because I don't think exactly. they were ever making making fun of it. Yeah, I think uh, Will Ferrell uh, and and as he, with the Icelandic, I'm assuming that's Icelandic accent. Even Pierce Brosnan did such a great job. Yeah, he um, did. I think Rachel McAdams. I was noticing was slipping the accent every once in a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but then Dan Stevens with the whole Russian thing, like it was really, really well done. I mean, that's the thing, like it, it didn't feel weird and appropriated, but yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, I could see people going, well, they, we have like great Icelandic actors, but that's the thing. You're right. Like they would never have been able to get the, you know, the, the, the star power of, oh my God, it's a Will Ferrell movie. And everybody remembers Yeah, no, exactly. Him. Because Will Ferrell was in that skating movie as well, right? Who was it? Will Ferrell Blaze and... Blaze of Glory. Uh, yes, Blaze of Glory. Him and Owen Wilson, yeah. Him and Owen, Owen Wilson? Who was the other guy with him? Who was his dance partner? I think it was, was Will Wilson. Arnett. It was Will Arnett and Amy Poehler. No, it wasn't Owen Wilson. Yeah. It was, the, it was another guy. It was John... John... Crap. John Cusack? I don't think it's John Cusack. No. Oh, where is John Cusack now nowadays? Um, I feel like John Cusack is just kind of out. I remember he made like one big movie. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh no, it's it's John Heater. Thank you. See, I knew it was a John. 
Yeah, I completely convinced, uh, co- completely mixed up Owen Wilson and John Heater. They do have the same bowl cut. No. It's not my fault. It's not the same bowl cut. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was like so good. So I, I can get why people are going, oh, it's going to be a silly little comedy. Let's watch it. Uh, but yeah, no, look, yeah. as I said, like it's it's not it's not unwatchable for me, but I need to watch it in chunks. I need to watch it when I'm focused on something else because I can't. Yeah. Um, if anything, the quarantine has made me focus on what I'm watching. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Yeah, I I think it would be really weird to see like an Indian version of this, like an Indian idol, and then you, and then for some reason Will Ferrell is the lead. Like that would be really weird. So no, like I think if it like, was in, an Indian version, they'll just hire Priyanka Chopra. <laughs> Exactly. I, I think at this point, the, the Bollywood actors and everything are so big, especially even in, in Hollywood right now, yeah. that Priyanka Chopra will somehow get in there. Or maybe Anil Kapoor might somehow find Probably. his way back to Hollywood. You've got, no, the, like Shah Rukh Khan, he's got interviews with Dave Letterman and stuff. So um... Yeah, but I think Shah Rukh Khan doesn't want to do anything with Hollywood. I think he's got, he's definitely got opportunities, but I think he's just, like, it's just not enough for him. Yeah, which is fair enough. Maybe he just wanna maybe he wants to focus on what he wants to do, which is fair enough, right? Um like yeah. you've got you've got you've got actors like Anupam Kher who are in mainstream TV shows like New Amsterdam. Exactly. Um, and and they're doing like so amazingly well. Um so yeah, no, absolutely. There's there's a lot of talent to go around and talent that people know. Um there was another actor who was in the last Fast and Furious movie. Um crap. Forgot his name. He was in. He was in the movie Victoria and Abdul as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what um, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so exactly. So so there are a lot of mainstream actors who they can bring in to do this. No, exactly, exactly. Like I think I, I mean I I would I would be more than happy to see something because uh, you know other than something like Extraction where it is like you know. Again, like it's like like the CIA operative, or whatever, coming to India, and then I was like, yeah. I would be more than happy to see like an action movie, which is purely in India, and it's like a movie that people are excited about, or at least looks yeah. interesting. But we we know how this goes; they'll have to put in uh, uh, like a bit big name actor in there uh, from the Hollywood mm-hmm. side for it to for it to kind of garner that kind of like an audience. Uh, his name is Ali Fazl. Ali Fazl, okay. Ali Fazl. Yeah, he was in that Star uh, not Star Trek, sorry, Fast and Furious movie as well, I think, uh, for like a little bitty part. Fast and Furious okay. or Mission Impossible, one of the two. Was it Mission Impossible? Oh, okay. Crap. No, Mission Impossible was Anil Kapoor. Uh, so many actors. Um, but yeah. Which is no, good. Like, I, I would never have thought that a, a day would come where we can kind of say that, you know, like Priyanka Chopra has yeah. made it pretty big uh, in Hollywood where she has been in pretty big name movies. Um, Dave Patil obviously has been doing pretty well for a while now. Yeah, uh, but he, he's, he comes but in he's here also there. British. But he is British. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like when I think about like people like straight from um, India, it's obviously like yeah. Anup- Anupam Kher. Anup- it's usually actors that have already made a big name for themselves, or actually, mm-hmm. um, who played when well, who's who's the guy in Big Bang Theory? I forgot his name. Um, Kunal Nair. Yeah, like I think he was also like from India, right? And he came to US, and he obviously made it really big in Big Bang Theory. Mm. Uh, he hasn't really been in anything big since then, I think. But that that's yeah. still pretty impressive. And Kumail yeah. Nanjiani, of course, from Pakistan and stuff, but he's doing pretty well as well right exactly. now. Exactly. He's you know, it's Marvel. really nice to see that that oh yeah, I mean that that would be exciting. 
exactly the, the marvel i mean but that's that's the thing like it's so good to see um them come out like it's not enough obviously but like it's really good to see that they're out there people know who they are that they're getting that visibility um as it yeah. were amongst everybody and and the fact is that i mean for example victoria abdul for me that was such a mainstream movie you've got judy dench yeah yeah like, mm-hmm. nothing else and like for the other lead, they could have gone with a British actor who was of Indian origin or something, or you know South Asian origin, and gone. Um, hey, you can do an Indian accent, right? But yeah, uh, exactly. Like, I mean, think about and think about how far we've come. Think about how far we've come from Ben Kingsley playing Gandhi. I know. Yeah. It, right. It's weird to think about that now, but like you know, I mean, I but he is like, like half Indian, right? Or like half South Asian, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I think that was again, like obviously, yeah, I know what you're, I know what you're saying. Like he is obviously like mainly British. It could have, but that was again a different time, you know, nine, 1980s and stuff like that. Um, but I think when now we're at a time where at least like we do, there are so many good actors from all across the globe, and they are trying to like vie for these positions because you know they are trying to. It, it, I think as we get more diverse in our cultures in all these countries that we're living in. It just mm. becomes a norm to have mm. like leads from from these from these places like Kumail Nanjiani. Like just seeing Kumail Nanjiani in like almost like a rom com slash action movie and being a lead in that. And uh, I think it was called Lovebirds or Loverbirds. I think it's Lovebirds. Yeah, Lovebirds. That was on Netflix. I haven't seen that yet? Is it good? Right. I, I watched it. Yeah, I I thought it was it was really funny, and I was like, wow, this is like this is so cool. You know, like that you have someone like that. And I was like, okay, I, I, we're we're reaching that point now finally. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I think us being Indians, it makes us pretty happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. I think uh, it's really good to see that. I actually did check up ben, ben Kingsley. Yes, he is. His dad is, um, was of Indian origin, but not from India. There you go. So he's oh, like a okay. couple of generations. His dad was born in Kenya. Okay. Okay. And I mean, ben but still, Kingsley, I guess like, yeah, it's like. At least they had like a, and, a, a a hint of South Asian. <laughs> a hint, but his name, his name was not Ben Kingsley. Yeah, I mean that's a stage name. I think that's like with many actors. Wow. But yeah, look, another thing, right? Like, so I think uh, it's it's really good to see that coming through, and and that's why I yeah. mean, like, that's why I enjoy top end wedding so much. I don't know much about Australian culture. I right? like this is still like an adopted country, as it were, for me, but. To see that sort of representation, to see more parts of the country that you kind of didn't know anything about, uh, because it's not so mainstream, it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I think kind of just going off of that, like a lot of the, mm. I've been kind of watching a lot of stuff that, uh, because Netflix has so many global kind of shows uh, on it mm-hmm. and stuff, and I think one of the shows that they actually produced was uh, Juan, the origin, which is obviously like you know the Grudge movie. But basically, they kind of made it into a TV show or like like at least sort of like, I don't know if it's like a mini series or if it's going to continue after this, but it's like really cool kind of going over what that whole story was about. And I think maybe because it is supposed to be based off of books, I believe. But like, it's really cool. Like, uh, again, like obviously you can you can listen to it in like English dub with English subtitles or you can listen to it in, in proper like just Japanese, uh, d- Japanese like audio with mm. uh, the subtitles. But it's really cool, kind of watching that, and I, like I was like I was like hooked with that show. And another show, uh, obviously, I'll talk more about Juan. But the other show was also Dark, which is I think a German show. Oh yeah, and it's almost like a German Stranger Things kind of like that's kind of how I, can, how I can put it. And that was again such a good show. And I was like I, I was so surprised that I hadn't watched it 
up till this point. And now that I kind of watched both these shows, like Jewel the Origin, like I obviously, if you like horror in any way, you should watch it. It's mm-hmm. really cool. You can imagine the kind of it, it has. It doesn't have like the 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 scary like the supernatural creepiness as much, but mm-hmm. there's something about it that's still very creepy. It, it it does obviously kind of it's kind of dealing with like this house that has a lot of evil stuff happen within it, and that's kind of the main focus of that of the whole show and how everyone that's connected to that house in some way is suffering from that house and like it, it connects is... to like what so this is juan is in in, in japanese oh, but of course you can okay. you can you can put it in, in in english dub or um english subtitles and everything like that so like you can you can kind of play around with that but it's okay, cool. the way they kind of present it and everything is is very creepy um even like there's like a, this outro when like once the, sh- the the episode is done and each episode is like mm-hmm. only 30 minutes long which is surprising but every time an episode is done uh, they have like this almost like cause I guess because it's so creepy they have like this like nice like forest that kind of if you, I would see that forest I'll be like wow that forest is so beautiful but because it's following this like creepiness that forest yeah. and like this kind of music playing in the background it just freaks me out that every time that happens I'm like next I'm just skipping through it I'm like no I cannot <laughs> like it just it was just creeping me out and I'm, I'm I'm not afraid to like admit it like I watched like a bunch with it a uh, bunch yesterday um and like last night I had to like leave the lights on I couldn't sleep without the lights <gasps> Yeah, I, no, like, I, I can't I, watch it then. I can't watch it then. Yeah. I, I think, like, you know my history of horror movies. I can't, I, I, I don't mind watching it when people are around. Uh, but if well, I watch it by myself, I'll get freaked out. I watched the first thing is, by myself. It freaked me out. But the thing is, you can watch it with people. Like, I watched it with my girlfriend and stuff, right? And we watched, like, I think four or five episodes in, like, one go. But then, you know, when it's, like, <laughs> me sleeping alone... And like my condo is all yeah. like empty, whatever. That's kind of when yeah. when it kind of sets in. I'm like, oh god! I'm like, okay, I watch like SpongeBob or something. I don't <laughs> watch something to take my mind off of this. I know, no, but I get I get that feeling because um I think I mentioned last week. So I started watching um some of the older seasons of Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. And you never realize how many creepy people are there. And I want to say that they, that's yeah. an over that's an exaggeration, but unfortunately, I don't think that is an exaggeration. No, no, not at all. And it, uh, that show the, is really, really creepy. The amount of crazy, and I literally was like, I think one of the things was, uh, like people unlocking the door because they go out to find the dog or whatever, or they go out to find like something, and then while they are outside, somebody slips inside the house. I'm like, no, no, why would yeah. you leave the door unlocked? Yeah. I I mean, because it's dealing with people, right? I think for me as well, like it always scares me a lot more when it's like dealing with humans and it's not the supernatural stuff. It's more about like the serial killer stuff like that because that becomes automatically way too real and that that scares you even more. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And that's what this, when I saw this, I'm like, oh my God, this cannot be. But, and and that's what freaks you out more because you're like, are my my doors and windows locked? Um, Exactly. You know, it's stuff like that. And and even then, I can't stop watching it. Yeah. Because I forgot how engrossing the earlier seasons were of Criminal Minds. I forgot how... Um, because it was probably brand new to us as well. Um, yeah. But you could see you could see Mandy Patinkin just sort of... Like, his performance didn't have the, the sparkle. Yeah, yeah. And you he could was not see, into like, it. It was, there was writing on the wall, and I'm like, I get it. Yeah, obviously, it was, 
you know, dealing with such like serious kind of topics, right? I can understand that even you're like around that every single day. It's like, oh my God, this is too much. Yeah, exactly. I, I think there was one, another person in Criminal Minds who left and went to community. And the community obviously was, uh, like a, was a comedy Padgett, show, right? Padgett Brewster. Yeah, like I, I, think, I think she was the one that went to community. And I was like, okay, I can see like even uh, for Mandy Patinkin, it was more about like, okay, I want to go into comedy. I want to go into something else because this is too serious. And it was, the same thing happened with her. So I'm like, okay, this is obviously telling that, you yeah, know, but, there's only so much you can take. But he went to Homeland. Yeah, and I mean, I, I was surprised I, about that. But then I read a, I read an interview of some, of him somewhere. Or was that you telling me something about, he was like, you know, you're seeing all of these killers and stuff and you can't do anything. But with Homeland, he, he felt like the storyline was about people being able to do something about it. So I'm like, okay, yeah. that's a minor difference, but it kind of makes sense. I get it. Yeah. I mean, obviously I can um, assume, right? Like it also depends on what opportunities he gets and if this was the exactly. next thing that came across, but and it's like okay, and it, I mean, it's a good choice on it because Homeland was is still pretty popular or still did yeah, pretty well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, I get that, but okay, but I have a story behind Paget Brewster's leaving, right? So, so I was curious uh-huh. because do you remember they used to have another person called JJ AJ Cook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so I think in season five or six or whatever, they suddenly like transfer her to Pentagon or whatever with no notice or anything like that, no big goodbyes or whatever. And then yeah. I think the end of that season is when Paget Brewster leaves as well, um, who plays Emily Emily Prentice. Paget Brewster, side note, is Della Duck. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ducktales, but Ducktales, yeah. so so they moved so so they moved these two out, and I was and I and I was curious. I'm like, it didn't seem weird. It's not like I saw them anywhere else. Uh, why did they leave? And I googled it. So it turns out some executive or whatever from the channel calls the producer and goes, we need new girls in. They wanted a cut cost and they wanted new female faces on the screen. What the hell? Uh Uh-huh. So that makes no sense. Like for what reason, like what would that do to kind of boost ratings? Yeah. To boost ratings. We need more, you know, prettier, younger females. What? That makes no sense in the story in terms of story and stuff. Exactly. Like they're doing the best job they can. They're actors. They're playing a role. You don't ask yeah. them to replace Rossi, who's like this old guy with like five divorces. Yeah, exactly. Um and it's I can't believe they even came back after that. But Yeah, yeah. that's I'm surprised, yeah. I mean obviously I think you know times have changed and stuff like that, so people can uh, you know, I'm I'm assuming the execs and the people up on the management side also changed, but that's surprising yeah, that a show that was already that popular and you're like, okay, we need new, fresh new faces. It's like, no, the the series already getting better. Like it was still like going up. Like why would you, why would you want to yeah, change anything? Yeah. That makes no sense. But like, it's it's weird to hear about instances like this because from our point of view, we just figured, oh, maybe she wanted to take a break or whatever. But no, she really didn't. Yeah. It's because the network wanted to get somebody else. Um. Yeah. It's really weird when, oh. like, people just get, like, let go randomly like this. Right. And, like, I feel like, like, with the with the, with the the fans, like, that's one of the problems as well. Um, I think I, found, I find this problem a lot with shows recently. So many things get cancelled because the yeah. viewership data they're looking at is the U.S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they start expanding it, they'll start actually getting more traction. 
mean, Star Trek Picard, if that got released, I mean, it did get released on a on a US network. But if it did not subs- in the in the same way get released in a in other countries, they would not be able to judge how many people actually are watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I think um, in most yeah. cases, um, the 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 like production companies and stuff like that, or like yeah, like the production company, the producers for them, the main thing kind of comes out of because they use US as the main kind of benchmark when it comes to all this, not only because of mm-hmm. population, because of purchasing power. And they always look at like how many like ad, re- how much ad revenue can they get from each of these shows or in, in, in the case of Star Trek Picard, I think that's a CBS access show uh, yeah. in US. So you need to subscribe to CBS access, I believe. But like, it's kind of the same thing, right? It's kind of like, okay, th- this is something that we can make a lot of money in US. If we put it out in Canada or Australia or whatever, that revenue obviously shrinks and they might not really like get, they might get money, sure, but the money yeah. will be like, because they use Canada as like 10% of US's purchasing power in a way. So it's like if they're making like, let's say $100 million and from Canada they get $10 million, for them that's mm-hmm. like, okay, we don't really care about that. We need, we need, we need 150, we need 200, we need 300 million, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's probably they why they're like, that. uh, whatever. Yeah. But they do that now by selling rights. So like Picard, obviously yeah. CBS must have paid. Uh, uh, must have gotten paid by Amazon a solid amount for what they're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like for all these American shows, like Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, all of these, you have Stan and Netflix that have paid a lot for the weekly episodes. Good place. Yeah. So, or or even like so, so that's fine. Like that model works. They're still making their money back. But what that yeah. means is you're actually taking a larger audience in account, which actually they should. Because yeah. I don't think the U.S. is a barometer of what everybody watches or prefers to watch. Um, it, yeah, I, I just don't... I mean, obviously, uh, it's in terms of viewership, yeah, like, they got to use the overall thing. But we know that they don't really care about the viewership, right? It's always about mm, money. It's mm-hmm. always about... Because, like, Modern Family was getting good viewership, but it wasn't, like, crazy amounts. But it was yeah. generating, like, one of the highest amount of revenue uh, for that company, which is why it kept going and it kept going for 11 seasons. Right, so and I mean, same thing with Big Bang Theory. It's not like Big Bang Theory was like an amazing show, and obviously mm-hmm. over time it was dipping down when it comes to viewership, right? But it was again like the the revenue they get from the ads, and obviously at one point Big Bang Theory was like literally like eleven minutes or fifteen minutes episode, yes. and just fucking ads all over the place. Yeah. Right. So um, I think that's kind of what what comes what it comes out to because they they can sell the rights, let's say, to like India or Thailand or Canada or Italy or whatever, but like they sell the rights to the thing, but the ad revenue then goes to the uh, to the TV production unit there, not to the the uh, American production unit, right? So, like, versus I think that's kind if, of what happens. Versus if they give it to a streaming service, then they can add, they can ask for money that includes potential ad revenue. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, they could do that. Netflix can, like, hardball and be like, well, technically, you need us to reach there. Uh, like, I'm sorry, but we're not going to do that, right? Like, Netflix is, exactly. is just that big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and that's the thing, right? Like, so I think um, it's good. I mean, I was obviously good to see all this stuff coming out. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting. I think wasn't it Peacock TV that's launching soon, which has the Psych Two movie. Yeah, I am mm-hmm. very excited. And about HBO that. Max or HBO Max is already out in US, I think. Yeah, uh, in HBO the US, yes, but it's US. not. It's not here. I don't think it's gonna be here at least for another year or so. Yeah, um, it's it's too many, man. It's too many of these subscription uh, am, things. 
I'm 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 keeping it to these. I'm unless you show me something which is impressive, I am not going anywhere else. Well, Friends Reunion um, on HBO Max. I don't care. I'll I'll watch we'll it when we'll I We'll see on that day. Uh, okay, I'll get a one week trial. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm going to do. That one week. One week yeah. trial and cancel it. Um, yeah. but yeah, no. I'm it's there's already so many. Um it's weird. But yeah, yeah no, well, it's getting too so, much. I've been so I've been meaning to I've been meaning to watch Dark as well. What was your yeah. what was your take? Like, did you watch it in German? Did you get it? Did you watch it dubbed? I, I watched. I think a couple of episodes I watched in German and then with the English dub. Um, but then my girlfriend, she for her, she always prefers the English dub, mm. right? So Savannah like kind of prefers to kind of go through the like she likes having English dub with English subtitles sometimes. Um, and I was like, okay, you know what? We can put that on. And the English dub wasn't bad. It was I like I was usually what I worry about when you go for the English dub with certain things like in Money Heist I watched it in Spanish, and mm. and since Silvana speaks Spanish it was easy right she was able to like understand it no problem and I just like exactly. I just looked at the subtitles and that was fine, um, because certain things they say in the English dub doesn't come across the right way but if they say it in their own language even though I don't know what they're saying the tone and everything still comes across the right way and even though I can read the subtitles. So that's one yeah, of the reasons yeah. I prefer the the OG language, right? And that was like the main thing. But I watched it and like it was like no problem. I really liked it. Like it's a really really cool and interesting show. And there's so much mystery. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Twin Peaks mixed with Stranger Things. And the characters are really cool. And you're always kind of wondering what's happening. And it, even like we're, I'm, I think I'm on season two now. And even season two, like in the beginning of season two, there's still so many questions as to who this person is, who that person is, what's happening here. And like, this is, I think, a show that a lot of people have, have slept on. And honestly, like, I think you should definitely take the plunge because it, it will hook you. It's a very, very interesting show. Hmm. Look, I haven't even watched the last season of Stranger Things yet. I'm very behind on things. Uh, Stranger Things, I, I feel like you can you can take your time with. I think Stranger Things was like yeah. really interesting in the beginning. And over time, it was like, okay, okay, all right. You know, it wasn't it wasn't as interesting. Yeah, and that's where I was as well. I just keep you distracted by all the stuff like Criminal Minds. Um, yeah, and then uh, uh, recently I got back into Veronica Mars because I'm like I should finish the full show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I get distracted. No, I mean I I think that's a good thing about having these streaming services, right? Because I've also noticed that so many times I have stuff that I have on my list that I want to watch. But I just yeah. don't, I'm just not in the mood. And then, you know, having something like Disney Plus, having something like Amazon Prime, you'll always find something that you can be like, you know what? I'm just going to put, I'm just going to put this on for a little bit. Like last one laughing, for example, right? Like last time we were yes. talking about this, like oh, that was like that. a show that, that was like a show. Like I was like, I don't have anything else to watch. And I remember you told me about it. I saw it popped up on my, on my prime. And I was like, you know what? Let's just watch this. And I was like, wow, this is pretty funny. And perfect. I, I like, I don't have to focus on this. I can just like watch, laugh, see what's happening. You know, <laughs> ask questions as to like why the fuck that's funny, and like you know, just kind of move on with my day. And I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> Have you watched the finale yet for that one? It's out. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it like right after uh after yes. the podcast because I, I've been watch waiting. It. I wouldn't want to watch that. Watch it. I was so it was so excited. It was so good. Like I, I so I figured out the pattern in the last week of the pattern. So great. It, it, they, yeah. they used to release every two, two episodes every Friday. So okay. It's only a six episode. Uh, season as it were and oh my god it was just perfect i mean yeah, the oh, amount I'm of crazy i am not even yeah 
and um, yeah, it just it's so good. And I did one <laughs> one show. Actually, I noticed that you ran down, uh, and like I, I guess like I should bring it up that I watched it too. Uh, it was Alexa and Katie Part Four. Yes, like the season four. So I I, I watched Alexa and Katie. I think Mom was watching it. And yeah. mom was like watching it. And she was like, oh, like, she was like, oh, I can start from season one. I think she was only a little bit in. So I started watching yeah. with her. And I was like, okay, this is like the, the most generic uh, yeah, sitcom. Right. Trying to be a sitcom. And like the comedy doesn't hit a lot of the times. Yeah. Or like sometimes it hits and whatever. But I'm like, you yeah. know, it's like the show that you just kind of play in the background. And it just stuck with me now that I watched like all of it. I watched the season four or whatever, part yeah. four or whatever as well. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God, Aman, like, what are you doing, man? This, I'm like, I know. <laughs> It's like kind of me watching Fuller House. I'm like, I know this is not good, but it's just no, there for some is, reason. This is at least better than Fuller House. Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, th- that I agree. Like, 100%. Like, I watch one episode of Fuller House, like, in six months, and then I'm like, yep, I'm done. I'll watch the other one in yeah. six months. No, I Fuller House is too much to take. Yeah, I can it see just, why God cancels. No. <laughs> I can see why God cancels. Yes. But, but yeah, no, I was very, like, I mean, I, I like the, with, with Alexa and Katie, so, like, I, I told you about this other show as well, that I, that was on Netflix, um, Expanding Universe of, uh, Ashley Garcia, that, to yeah. me, seemed to be trying too hard, like, there was material there, but I felt like it was so on the surface, but, yeah. I mean, they, they're getting better, obviously, it's season one, but Alexa and Katie, I think they're dealing with, like, such a serious issue, I feel like the comedy was built in so that the serious issue wouldn't look too big. And I love the dynamics of the families and everybody and all of that stuff. So, yeah. No, um, they do a good job that way. But like, it's, it, it does come down to like um, the comedy sometimes yeah. is just like not hitting. And like, even the serious issue that they deal with is like, kind of like, I, I always go like, just talk to each other. Like, why are you not like, you know, like, I know, it's like very simple things. Where like there's like a, a thing that's building up, and I'm like I'm like yo, uh, like if you just like in normal instances, I'm like everyone would just talk, right? But obviously they want to like build it up because of the TV show is a sitcom, right? And yeah. it's like stuff like that. Like I feel like a lot of us have gone to the point where we've seen that kind of show way too many times. That when yeah. we get to this point, I'm like, oh my god, just talk. Oh my god, can we just you, like get on with this? Do you reckon it's done? That was the last season. I I believe so. I think I read that somewhere. That I okay, think that was yeah. like the last one. Yeah, I think it was a good way to leave it on a high, as it were. You know, yeah. like um, they've resolved it. They've gone from from that teenage thing of oh my god, I can't live without my best friend. To yeah, I can. I'll just see them on holidays. Um, yeah, exactly. But uh, but yeah, they've done a they've done a good job um, in in that way. At least what I thought. But uh, but yeah, no, I think I think. It's, it's good to see a Netflix show come to a natural end. You don't see that, that on Netflix very often. Yeah. They cancel shows uh, I mean, much more quickly. Exactly. They, they, usually, they, they usually cancel the show and they haven't, or they have, they kind of do a season and they think there's going to be another season and then they cancel the show. So yeah. you never get like a proper goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, like Hentified, I don't think we know yet whether the second season is coming. Oh, I think, I think that's canceled. I think, I think there's Crap. no season two. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. Like, can I feel you like stop? I, I read that. Can they? Oh, fuck. I know. The can fact they that stop they stop making let, stupid shows? They, they made fucking... This? They made fucking Fuller House. Like, six oh. seasons or six parts of it. And I'm like, you couldn't make a second part for Hentified? I was... Oh, my God. Like, seriously? I was... Man, they made Mr. Iglesias. They made a part two for Mr. Iglesias. And they couldn't make this. 
Like, I don't know. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I feel like there are so many. Dude, they're making part two of Lock and Key. Something that I've yeah, basically. That was shit. So I, I am one of those people, right? Like, if I like something on Netflix, I'll give it a give it a thumbs up. I never yeah. give anything a thumbs down because I'm like, nah, it's gonna screw with my um my algorithm, and you know, I don't want to say that about a show. That's mean. For Lock and yeah. Key, I especially went and did that. Because I'm like, this is a shitty, shitty show. You actually had decent actors. And you could not bloody put something solid. You hate... I I hate it. The three kids, I hate it till the very end. I I just... I can't like them. Like, I don't know what they've done, but I cannot like them. Yeah, that show was such a disappointment. I expected so much more from that. Oh, all right. So, so talking about shows that have disappointed me, uh, Percy Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> looks like the author is in talks with Disney Plus to put something together, and he's oh, wow. writing the script. Or at least I mean, okay, writing. let's see. I mean, they're so, writing the script, but let's see what actually happens. Now, now, see, that is something that will keep me on Disney Plus, even if I'm not watching anything else. Yeah. Because I am very excited to see what they would do. They've well, they got are getting so much going. I I think there's like a bunch of like Disney movies that are coming out too, right? On on it, like Artemis Fowl, and I think maybe Mulan yes. might also pop up there at some point. I think Mulan is getting released in the theaters, at least here, because our theaters are open. Oh, but I see. Yeah, no. I, I mean, in the US, there's no way. A... Oh yeah, exactly. There's They'll no try way. to do a theatrical release where they can, uh, but also like most theaters have only like partial capacity, anyways. Um, yep, exactly. But yeah, Artemis Fowl, I was planning to watch it. I didn't hear good reviews, but I'm like, I'm going to watch it anyways. The um, uh, the Hamilton show um, that yes, kind of came out like that. I mean, that was like Disney Plus's like biggest like boom. Like people like signed mm-hmm. up to Disney Plus like crazy yeah. after Hamilton came out. So but, I'm like, I was thinking about like, you know how you and I went to um, Spam a lot in Broadway. Yes. And I like love that show. And I'm, I'm like, why don't they do this for more, uh, sure, more yeah. Broadway musicals and stuff like that? And and that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm hoping that with Hamilton, they'll actually start getting it. So like there was a there was a Newsies Broadway show that's also on Disney Plus. So they're trying to do this now. Um, yeah. But, um, uh, but the problem is not all of us can get to New York and go to Broadway, right? Not all of us exactly. have a local Broadway. Exactly. Like we're not. If you're not in places like London, you don't have it. Like Hamilton yeah. was going to come to Australia, uh, 2021 or 2022. Yeah. And. Um, and I think at one stage I was talking to you about, uh, when, when it's going to come to Canada and then we can like make it to one of the places and watch it there. But for most yeah. of us, this is a such, so, so, so there's a but much wider audience that you can mm-hmm. reach by doing this. Exactly. Um, because yeah, no, we're not going to watch the live show. Same with like the Harry Potter one, right? The Harry Potter and cursed, whatever. So first of all, yeah, yeah. two parts, you have to buy tickets to both parts. Uh, you're spending about 400 a person yeah and to watch something over six hours with like a break or whatever and mm-hmm. and i'm just like why so if no, you i agree do this for hamilton why can't they just film it and then release it i mean so we can all i watch think about it, it. Not all of us have like hamilton tickets ha- hamilton tickets yeah. are already so expensive that like exactly. now that's on Disney Plus, I'm like, wow, like I'm actually able to save money from this now. 
Yeah. The people who like live shows, who like Broadway, are still going to go. But the, exactly. It's, it's, the, it's the thing in people's, I feel like in their brains, it was if you release it here, they're not going to come watch the live show. No, no, no. The ones who never had the money to watch the live show will never come to the live show. The ones who yeah. were going to pay for it, who also, like, for example, all our artists, right? Most of our artists release their concerts on YouTube. Yeah. Like I saw mm-hmm. a full concert of like Eminem, Simple Plan, everything's on YouTube. Uh, same from Metallica. Does that mean I'm I've not gonna? Metallica yeah, stuff. exactly. Does that mean I'm not gonna go watch them live? Absolutely not. I will still go fucking exactly. watch them live. But again, yeah. I always was going to go watch them live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like with with Harry Potter as well. Like, look, I want to know what happens, but I kind of don't because you know what? I'm I don't have like four or five hundred dollars to spend, along with money to go to Melbourne to then uh, watch it or whatever. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, no, I think I think this is a brilliant, brilliant thing. And I'm hoping that they might have other shows in their back pocket that they can start going, oh, hey, hey, watch this. Or, hey, watch this. Or whatever. Um, no, I mean, they have, like, so much. I mean, this is Disney. They have, like, so, like Lion yes. King, for example, another big, uh, big Broadway oh, thing over there. So I'm that. sure they Oh, my that. God. Because exactly. Lion King's already done. They could have a special performance with all the actors, and that's it. Yeah. I, I, I would totally hard. see that. I would totally watch that. Like, I would, I mean, I'm yeah. always signed up to Disney Plus, but I would sign up again somehow just to watch the, <laughs> the Lion King Broadway. Yeah, I've been, uh, like, I was, a, I, do, I do like the Hamilton soundtrack, so I do have to give it a go. Um, yeah. Because I've been wanting to watch it. So, yeah, so I'm, it's, it's, and, and obviously it's not going to be the same. Miranda and everyone, it, they were all great. Yeah, like, I know it's not going to be the same either way, like, to the actual, like, Broadway, like, seeing of it in course. person, but, like, you know, at least it's like something, at least like, uh, like with this COVID lockdown stuff right now, it's either it's going to be a while, right? Before we can actually be, we can actually go out and, and experience these things in person and be able to fill up theaters. So until then, exactly. I'm like, yeah, like just release them, release this on online. Yeah. Release the stuff that's no longer, um, that's no longer on Broadway, you know, like Lion yeah. King and stuff, Beauty and the Beast, the live show, they've all left Broadway. So if they've exactly. left, why can't you release it? Aladdin. Yeah. I wish I, oh wish, which God, I, I actually, that. I've seen, I watched, I watched it. Actually, I watched it and I watched Lion King when they came here for their run. Um, oh, wow. That's, that's, I haven't but, seen any of them. But they, that's what they should do. Like, they should release this stuff and it'll be so much fun. But yeah, no, I yeah. really want to watch Hamilton. And I, I, I think we're going to want to talk about that as well. Because I know yeah. the story is problematic in many, many ways. But I want to see what the spectacle's like. You know what the show is like. Um, exactly. I, st- I still want to see. Um, I want to see what it's about, about. It's got Renee Elise Goldberry, um, uh-huh. who was um, who was uh, in um, Altered Carbon. Oh, okay. Uh, what was her name? The main oh, was she the, the lead, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's crap? What's oh, okay, her name? okay. I know. Um, I forgot. Oh God. Um, I feel like we just we just kind of fully like blocked out Ultra Crown from our minds after season two. I know, two. right? Like I feel like season two just made me go I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Exactly. Um uh, it's fine, it'll come back to us. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's 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 so so she's got such a varied range, it's so good to see her um in Hamilton as well. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited for that one. Um, I know Disney's definitely kicking it up the notch now with with, with all oh, this stuff, right? Because they want to get more people on board. Absolutely, and if they get shows like Percy Jackson, I'll stay forever. 
Yeah, I mean, it looks like they will. I, and I mean, I think everyone's just wa- waiting for the Marvel stuff, right? Because Mandalorian yeah. already did well. And the Marvel yeah. stuff should be coming out this year if everything goes well. So I'm pretty excited for and that. I think, I think I read something somewhere that Mandalorian season two has already been shot. I believe I think most of it has been shot already. Shot? So and and I think most of the most of the shootings have shooting. Sorry, that sounds wrong. Uh, most of the filming has has yeah. commenced. Um, yeah. I think uh, Matrix has commenced filming again in like Europe somewhere. Uh, was it basically anything in like Europe, anything in Europe and UK yeah, and stuff like that started. has started started up again. Yeah, I think US is where it's still kind of on hold, but kind of not. I think they're trying to put people together in like one area or whatever, and then have them quarantine and then start filming or whatever. Yeah, even in Canada, I think Vancouver and stuff has kind of started opening up. I think uh, Ontario and Toronto, these areas are still a little closed off. But mm-hmm. like, I can imagine that at least a lot of stuff is shot in Vancouver. So a yeah, lot of stuff has yeah. probably already started up again. Exactly, exactly. So I think um I think we should be seeing something maybe not exactly in time for uh you know like September October when they usually start but we'll start seeing some stuff out. Um yeah. And also the the streaming services don't have to wait for like a weekly schedule. They just need to have the show ready so we can start moving on with it. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean I they just going to publish be... all of it in one go. Exactly, exactly. So I want to I want to work through I want to work through that. Um but yeah, um, I think uh, let's see what what else is out there. What uh, what else have you been watching? Uh, I mean, I've been watching this show called uh, The Order, which is again like not Ooh. like the greatest show. Uh, it's basically a, it, it's like obviously kind of like a comedy slash fantasy um, action yeah. kind of a thing, and it's about like this kid who basically joins or goes to this university that has a secret like organization called The Order uh, that can play or like do stuff with magic and stuff like that and how they kind of have their hands and everything in a way he's trying mm-hmm. to infiltrate it um and obviously i i don't yeah I, you know what i'm not gonna reveal too much in terms of what what <laughs> happens or whatever but couple of, i've seen the first couple of episodes yeah so basically like there's also werewolves <laughs> and there's like magic yes. and like when, when i say it it's like like why are you watching this and it's the same thing same reason why i, I watch alexa and katie it's like yeah you know what it was just there i just couldn't because uh, like I, when I'm done watching stuff like the dark, uh, like dark or Juan stuff like that, right? It's like there's nothing else that I really have uh, to watch anything like intense like that. So I'm like, oh, fuck, whatever, I'll watch it. Mm. And it just plays, but whatever. It's it, it, this part of it that does grab you, but then yeah. when the the reveal comes, you're like, all right, this was kind of <laughs> what I expected. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I started watching it when it first came out. I think um, I watched a couple of episodes. And then mm-hmm. I think as it usually happens, something else was more enticing. And then I just never went back. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, trust me, and, you're not missing out on anything. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's on my list to watch some space. Uh, but yeah. I don't want to watch it right now. Like there's a lot of other things that I, I'd rather focus on rather than that one at the moment. No, I mean, I would, I would suggest don't even watch it. It's not, it's not going to be worth it. It's honestly like if you literally have nothing else or... If at that moment you can't find anything else, you can just kind of let it play in the background and just catch a glimpse of like the the stories of that's happening. But other than that, honestly, this is not it's not. I don't think it's that worth it. It's kind of like <laughs> almost like it's almost better than Lock and Key a little bit, actually. I would say. Oh yeah, no, no, definitely better than Lock and Key. Definitely better yeah. than Lock and Key. Anything is freaking better than Lock and Key. 
Um, exactly. So I have I have a natural. I said, you know what? I had Percy Jackson on the list, and now Lock and Keys made that list as well. Good job. Yeah. The worst things you've watched? Worst things I've watched. The worst adaptations I've watched. Yeah. I feel like Joe Hill and whoever his partner is are, are I'm hoping they are mad somewhere watching this. This, this is not what. That, that, well, this mean, was the one show which annoyed the freaking crap out of me. But I'm like, can't you just go talk to your siblings? What the hell is happening here? I mean, the thing is, is, is a season two is coming and it was number one for a while. So I feel like even though it's a bad show, it's like, okay, got it got the audience in. I mean, that's yeah. the issue, right? Oh, if only we all somehow like, like, uh, took a stand against this be like no we're not gonna turn on netflix we're not gonna watch a lock and key but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure when that. i'm sure when it comes the season two comes out it's gonna be number one or on the top 10 either way it will be and i and i get that but what i'm saying is why can't we hold these studios to a higher standard yeah i mean when they stop when they stop making money uh, then they'll change <laughs> <laughs> until then until then they're gonna keep going this way they're gonna get more lock and key you know what order. we, you know what we haven't talked about in a while, music. Mm-hmm. So I, I, have, I, I mean, was, I, I was gonna say sorry, like in, in terms of my music, it's been, it's been like basically the same stuff that I've been listening to. Like, is this like anything that's on like the workout play or something like that? I haven't, yeah, actually listened to any new songs recently. I um, so I, I there's this, there's this new song by this, uh, I want to call them, I want to, I want to say they're Irish, Irish band called Picture This. Uh-huh. And they have a song called If I Build a Home on the Moon. And it's such a weird song because it's about this guy who builds a home, uh, who wants to build a home on the moon. And he wants so to like a very a literal crater, song. <laughs> and he, he's going to keep a crater for his girlfriend. And then he's going to oh want her God. to come up there. But it's going to be so weird for her because she's dating a guy on another planet. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Man, how how do these things get made into songs? Uh, is what I want to know. But but no, the, but the melody's so good. You keep listening to yeah. it again and again and again. Um, <laughs> but I I love that people are sort of exploring with such like random ideas as well. Um, there was like another artist. I think I told you about him as well, called uh, Lee Cole. Uh huh. Um, who's a South African artist, and I discovered his music. Well, because his song got played on one of the shows I was watching, and I shazammed it, and then I went yeah. for it. Which That's is how only, I found only where I find new my... music nowadays. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how cool would that job be, by the way? Who who uh, who finds all this awesome music to put on the soundtrack of TV shows? Like, I would yeah, love it. yeah, I would. Love I know, it. right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, so that was that was really good. So he's like, he doesn't have a lot of followers or whatever on 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 um spotify but mm-hmm. uh but his tone is so good like, he reminds me of george ezra his tone is that heavy oh, I like george that, ezra. um yeah yeah like his songs aren't as as fluffy but um uh-huh. like his sound is very george ezra-ish like because his voice is that um that high no that low yeah yeah it's the tone of his voice no, i know what you're talking like about that. yeah when you feel like it's coming from a much bigger and a, an older person than it actually is. Yeah. But it's like an 18-year-old. <laughs> yes. <not> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's absolutely like it's... Um, I've heard... I mean, he doesn't really have an album yet out yet. It's mostly like six or seven singles. Yeah. 
and I I'm mean, they're really, song. really good. Yeah, he's he's really good. Um, there's a few good songs like "Say Okay." Um, it's it's yeah. I'm I'm. Uh, it's it's a good find, you know, a good day when you find some new music and you're like, oh, that's good, that's fun. Yeah, no, I'm I'm waiting I'm waiting for when the when the gyms finally start reopening because that's kind of when my I find new music. It's when uh, I'm at the yeah. gym. Right yeah. now at home, it's like I just need anything to pump me up, and I always have like my one playlist that I'm like, okay, this at least helps me get pumped up, especially when I have like all I have is like bands and stuff to use to work out. So I'm exactly. I'm waiting for that day because anytime I go on like on the new thing and I'm like, okay, this I'm gonna check out this artist and I'm like. Ah, okay, whatever. Like I, I did listen to the, the new Killer song called Caution, which I liked. Mm. Uh, so yeah, like I think that was, was the good. only one. That was good. Yeah, it was it was because I like the Killers. I'm like, okay, I'll listen to this. Then after that, I'm like, all right, let's go back to my playlist. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I had the I had the same thing with um with the Killers. Uh, I I kind of got back and I realized that while I was not looking, they had released like albums and stuff. Yeah, and... like a couple of singles. Yeah, and that was very interesting because I never thought about it. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I've been watching. So you know how Netflix makes uh, those playlists for you, uh, for your top played songs in like 2016, 2017 or whatever. So I've actually been yeah. going back and playing to like playing those. And yeah. I forgot, yeah. like, and I can see the phases, you know, like I had, there was a year when all I had was Simple Plan and... Um, you know, like music of that genre, you've got the the pop, the punk type thing, and then you've got the next year when you've got Linkin Park or or anything like that. So it's really good. Um, yesterday, Bleed It Out came out. Do you remember Bleed It Out? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> oh my god, when the music starts, I remember all the fucking words. I haven't heard that song in years. Yeah. But isn't that amazing? Like I, I just yeah. I know I like I like the Spotify kind of has these playlists. Obviously, they're just gathering more and more data on us. But I'm like, you know what? Yes. Keep it, man. Let me know. Tell me what I loved in yeah. early 2000s, and I'll be more than happy. <laughs> I was I was talking to somebody the other day who still have like a lot of music on their iTunes and all of that stuff, and I'm like, you know oh, what? Wow. I haven't bothered to do that ever since I got Spotify, and that was the best exactly. investment I ever made. Because trying to maintain music via iTunes, where you change one thing and or you change the location and suddenly all of your iTunes music is gone, um, was more painful than helpful, really. Um, yeah, once exactly. Spotify comes through, I, I miss the ability to have some of those things. Like, I can't go into Spotify and find some, like, uh, I, initially my problem was they didn't have a lot of um, playlists around uh around like most most played or something but then these yearly playlists started coming out then they started uh having this weekly playlist called on repeat and on repeat uh um again or something like that so on repeat is stuff that was on repeat i think over the last couple of weeks yeah and on repeat again is like before that or something so again if you want to go back to a quick playlist of for songs that you were playing again and again that's where it is yeah <laughs> And so they've done it. They've got it. Like I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very happy with Spotify. <laughs> I know Spotify is a pretty good job. We shouldn't. We are not sponsored by Spotify. We should say that. Uh, but I know, but at this point, we should be. I, I know, right? We should be. <laughs> <laughs> I know. With that, we can call it a close. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining for uh, joining in this episode. Um, to reach us, you can email us at freshoffthescreenpodcast at gmail dot com. That's fresh off the screen podcast at gmail.com. Let us, let us know your thoughts. 
uh, about anything that we talked about today, what you're listening to, what you're watching, anything that we should talk about. And of course, you can reach us on Twitter and stuff like that as well. Thank you so much, Harvey. I will see you Thank next you. week. See ya. Bye.